0: emailing me at two in the morning with an offer for a dinner special, probably not the best idea for a date night.
1: What's up everyone and welcome to the local marketing lab where you get real world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, Digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Today, I'm super excited. We have an awesome guest with over 25 years of restaurant technology experience. Uh, He's a board member for the RSPA and the host of the Restaurant Technology Guys podcast and blog. Today, we've got Jeremy Julian with us. Welcome, Jeremy.
0: Oh, thanks for having me, Justin. It's uh, it's it, as I say every time I do one of these. It's always weird when I'm on the opposite side of the mic because I've done so many of the episodes where I'm the one asking the questions. So it'll be fun to fun to get into the conversation for today.
1: That's right. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. I'm sure it's got to be odd for sure. But I got a couple quick nuggets about you. You know, I know that you're, uh, and this is from your your bio and some info that you've sent over. But I know you're pretty active in your church. You're an avid hiker, and yes. uh, father of four kiddos. But you know, I, I typically would ask our guests, like, what is it that keeps you busy? But I feel like I already know the answer to that one.
0: Uh, running a business, uh, running a blog and podcast, and then having four kids that are extremely active uh, and then church. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way, quite frankly. I love, uh, love spending time with the kids and uh, love spending time with the kids. They're pretty active in, uh, in sports as well. So they're, uh, awesome. they're constantly out at the ball field. So it's, it's exciting times.
1: We have four kiddos as well and it's like we actually made a recent move i know that you've recently moved to texas a couple of years ago we recently moved to north carolina and we you know moved into a smaller town and you know kind of s- slower pace of life but we found that as the kids are getting older it's actually a lot busier we're driving further for activities and stuff and it's like you don't have a free minute
0: absolutely absolutely i um at the time of recording i'm uh this week actually in less than 48 hours, I'll be on the road to drop off my oldest at college. So uh, by, by the time this probably goes live, uh, the world will be a different place in our household. And so we'll be minus one kiddo. And, you know, I, but I've got three teenagers. So if any of you people out there are praying people, you should pray for me because yes. three teenagers at one time <laughs> is, is a lot.
1: Yes. Oh, I'm sure. I've got two. I can't, I can't imagine.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then I've got a seven-year-old who ultimately runs the house, unfortunately, because she's uh, she's the boss baby. So there's That's that.
1: right. That's right. Suit and all. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned running a business. So one of the things that I left out earlier is that you're the the CRO over at uh, Custom Business Solutions. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So um, family business has been around. Um, next year, we'll be celebrating 30 years. Um in the point of sale world, prior to that, we were selling cash registers, so I don't really caught it it was it was real, but it wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily point of sale. And so since uh, 1994, we've been uh, we've been selling uh, selling point of sale. We uh, developed our own point of sale, North Star, North Star point of sale. And I get to run the revenue operations and and help uh, solve customers' problems. But over my 26 year history at the company, I have done just about everything from bookkeeping to uh, um, to, uh, help with desk calls, to repairs, to installations, to sales calls and, and such. And at the end of the day, we, we try and solve restaurant technology problems and, uh, and try and, you know, partner with our customers, um, build really deep relationships to solve their problems and help them out.
1: Very cool. Yeah. I mean, as you know, we, this podcast is all about marketing and local marketing, and you get a lot of visibility with working with so many different clients. Like what, what do you think is like the most important aspect of marketing that that's that's stuck out um, with your experience?
0: I guess the, the the way that people perceive you and your brand out in the market space is is hugely important for us. 90% of what we work on is from word of mouth, either from partners like yourself that, that we work with that go, hey, these guys are really good people. They understand what they're doing or existing customers. And so, you know, we've all we all recognize that the that the experience that you have with a brand is really important in ensuring that you do that. And part of why we have relationships with brands like the Cheesecake Factory for over 20 years, you know, you don't do that unless you solve problems for them continuously and continue to dig deeper on on how you do those things and continue to meet their needs. So. That's that to me is is probably our most effective way of marketing, um, and then the the second piece that I like to tell people all the time is to understand who you are, understand who you are and who you serve, and and in marketing, oftentimes if you try and serve everyone, you can't serve anyone. And so understanding that that we do technology for restaurants for mid mid sized to enterprise customers, we don't try and take on every little nook and cranny of every little small business and do retail and do grocery and and I would say it's probably the biggest piece of our success over the last 30 years is just ensuring we know who we are and serving those clients really, really well, better than anybody else.
1: That's a, a really good point. Yeah, a lot of times just from a marketer standpoint, it's like if you're not focused on, on your, your ICP or who you're going after um, for your ideal client profile, it's like mm-hmm. your messaging is going to be all over the place. You're going to try to be everything to everybody. And then in doing so, you create your own clutter. You have to cut through and you get the message through to nobody.
0: Absolutely. We, we have what we call buyer personas of, you know, and probably familiar in the marketing world is we've identified with an avatar, with an actual picture of who our buyer personas are and what their fears and objections are. So that when we're selling to the CFO, we understand that his needs are different than the IT guy. The IT guy's needs are different than the CEO. And so understanding what those those profiles are has really been helpful to helping ensure that we're solving the right problems, because if the message doesn't resonate with them, it doesn't matter how great your product is. Um, you've got to get the message in front of them, which is part of what marketing does.
1: I agree more. So, so let's say you have your messaging nailed. Like what are some, uh, like successful things that, that you've been able to to do to get your messaging out
0: there? It's, it's understanding what their pain points are and truly living a day in their life. Um, you know, for myself, we do something, um, uh, we do QBRs with our customers. And Mm -hmm. part of our QBRs and part of our investment in our customers' businesses is that we understand what their needs are. Um, We understand what their needs are. We understand what keeps them up at night by sitting with them and talking with them and then going out and trying to solve those problems in the technology world. Everything's changing every day. I go to no less than 15 trade shows a year, and that's just me. not counting our CTO and our CMO and, you know, all of these different people that are, that are part of our business, our CEO, we constantly have our ear down to try and understand what those business needs are, and then come back to them with a solution for what their problems might be. Um, Again, I think that's part of how we got connected is, is I had some people that were looking to figure out how do they get better local store marketing. And, you know, if you guys can help them do that and we can help solve a problem for a customer, amazingly, they come back to you and continue to write checks, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Yeah.
1: It's a, it's an interesting thing. Like if you think about the way that people sell and and solution selling is where it's at. Otherwise it's the same thing with your messaging. And if, even if you're talking to the right persona, if you have the, the messaging, you know, that you're trying to hit on every single value prop, like you're just going to clutter up your, your, your conversation. And you're not gonna be able to cut through with any one thing, but if you're able to listen to what their needs are, Mm-hmm. you can then provide the solution to actually fit their needs and they keep coming back for more.
0: Absolutely and I I, I we're a big proponent I don't know if you're familiar with Donald Miller's story brand framework um mm-hmm. but we're huge story brand people. Um story brand, you know, every story has an arc whether you go to the Bible or you go to the Hunger Games or you go to Braveheart where there's always a, a hero of the story. There's always a villain of the story. There's always a guide that helps the hero find their path. Yeah. Our job is not to be the hero of the story. Our job is to make the customer the hero of the story. And we're here to guide them to their de- you know, desired path. And the villain oftentimes is doing nothing or staying with the incumbent or, or not doing what it is to get them to the journey that they want to see. And um, uh, if if people out there haven't, checked out story brand make it building a story brand i think is the name of the book um he also has a workshop in nashville that he does um a couple times a year and now he's got different coaches all over the country that'll that'll teach you and it's all about marketing and messaging whether it's emails or your website or your sales messaging to make the customer the hero of the story every single restaurant that we work with they look at the um you know all of their customers are are the hero of the story you know And uh, and they're truly trying to help them get to whether it's a brand that that is a quick service chicken brand that's trying to help the mom get food on the table on the way home from a soccer practice. They're the hero of the story to to get them what they want. So. That's very good. Very good.
1: So switching gears just a little bit. So you have your podcast as well. What are some things that you've done? leveraging technology or AI or anything like that to try to give people a glimpse into like what's new and current that they could be leveraging to help them get their message out there.
0: So my favorite thing about the podcast that I built, I, I built it selfishly because we've got a team. Um, we've got a team and there's two pieces of selfish content about the podcast. The first of which is, is the fact that I have a team of, you know, uh, of employees or, or team members that don't get the privilege to go to 15 shows a year, that don't get a chance to talk to people like yourself and and others in the industry to learn. And so I get a chance to learn from people like you and then distribute that information to our team. The second piece is for me, I am constantly learning. I was taught by my grandmother at a very young age, learn something new every day, at least one thing new every day. And so I'm constantly inquisitive it's amazing how often I get off the podcast and I'm like, I had no idea that this actually existed in the world. And it's so amazing to me to help not only myself learn, because now I have that as a piece of information to give out to the rest of the world to make it a better place.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I, you know, as you're saying that I think of too, and you know, you're raising four kiddos as well. It's like the things that I'm, I'm learning, I'm able to then pass on to the kiddos and they, are able to learn at such a faster rate before they even get into the, the world. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and again, it's gotten me the privilege to talk to people that I never thought I'd be able to talk to because they want, they want to share their message with the world. And it's a, it's awesome from my perspective, because I get to be this, this person that's asking them inquisitive questions about how did they, how did they get created? How How did they, get to the place that they were. I mean, my passion in life is that I think everybody is created for a purpose, back to my faith. And as a leader, I want to help people fulfill what it is that God created them to be. Um, and that's not necessarily to, to impose my views on people, but it's really just to say, Justin was created for a purpose. How do I help him fulfill that to get it out into the world? Because uh, if I can help in any way, shape or form to do that with people, I feel like it's a win for the day.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, if you look back, Five years ago, Jeremy, would you ever thought that you'd be on a podcast with me, Justin Ulrich? <laughs> I,
0: I, it's funny. I didn't even think that the podcast, I mean, it's it, it's been around for even my podcast has been around for three, little over three and a half years. And when I look at the download statistics or I look, you know, 500 people downloaded the show yesterday. I'm like, what 500 people actually want to listen Crazy. to me talk for 45 minutes? But I'm grateful for the opportunity because there's not a room in the world that you and I can get into on a regular basis. We're not Tony Robbins. We're not, you know, Elon Musk, where we get 500 people, but through this digital medium, we're able to influence and help people because at the end of the day, yes, we are marketing who we are and our brand and all of those things. But at the end of the day, you're looking to help businesses get better through this and you're not putting it behind a paywall. You're not looking, you know what, you're going to influence them and they may may call Justin and go, Hey dude, I want to know how you did that, which is awesome. And at the same time, Nine out of 10 are just going to take it and use it for their own purposes and, and make their lives better, which is also part of what, what I believe we're put here to do is to, to give away the things that we've been given.
1: Oh, I agree. And for those of you who are listening, um, to hear the rest of the show, please fill out this form and submit $100. Dollar, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can subscribe oh, via Patreon yeah. or... No, yeah, no. <laughs> we're. I, I mean, and again, I, I think it's funny because we you and I were talking pre-show about just our kids even making fun of us. But... It's a medium where we can get the word out, and and it's amazing to think because 100 years ago you couldn't do this, even 30 years ago you couldn't do this. It's it's amazing this medium that allows us an opportunity to get out in front of people and share some of this knowledge. So I'm grateful for it.
1: So that I mean that leads into the next the next question I had for you. You know, this is like a podcast is one thing. It's one thing you do from a marketing standpoint to get your word out there. But what is something that you think? You could recommend to any business whether they're multi-location or a single location like what could they implement today to start driving more traffic at their location To start driving more awareness just to start getting their marketing out there
0: i mean i think the biggest thing and i i had this um i actually had a customer call me um you'll you'll laugh about this because they listen to the show um mm-hmm. happens to be a cio of a brand that's got a little over 200 stores um a little over a billion dollars in sales happens to be a customer of ours And he called me because their marketing guy, who's no longer there, was sending out. I don't happen to drink. I'm not here to judge people that do drink. I just don't drink. I haven't drank in a number of years and in. The messaging, as part of my messaging, I was constantly getting, come to this beer club, come to this wine dinner, come to this. And at the end of the day, the message didn't resonate with me. And so understanding and segmenting who your customers are and speaking to what it is that they do, you come in and say, you know what? Free kids meal on Tuesday, or come in and try the new kids menu because they know I have four kids and it's Tuesday night and it's soccer practice night. That is going to resonate with me so much more. So understanding who your customers are and segmenting them is critical, critical, critical to understand it. The second piece is, is use the data. Use the data that you have. You have lots of data. Some of it's formalized and in your POS or in your data warehouse and in your marketing database. Some of it's just you know that Tuesdays are slow. You know that Tuesdays are slow. Figure out how to get people to engage with you in the times where you can deliver a great guest experience. So the, the third thing, and you and I talked about it again pre-show is, is be present be present digitally, be present in your stores, whether you're a single unit or in a, in a multi-unit, be present, be present with your staff, be present with your customers to understand what those needs are. Those three things I think are critical and are some of the most underutilized marketing t- tactics. I mean, again, we talked about Sean from Cali, you know, Cali Barbecue down in San Diego. He's constantly online, whether it's on TikTok or it's on on you know, Instagram or it's on Facebook or it's on, he's constantly out there. Do you think it's adding value to his business and people are now top of mind? Um, One other thing that I think a lot of people make a mistake of is, is they don't hit you when you need it. Emailing me at two in the morning with an offer for a dinner special, probably not the best idea for a date night. Emailing me on a Thursday, trying to get me in for a weekend for a steakhouse dinner when you know it's my anniversary, much more likely that I'm going to look at that offer and be able to consider it. So I know you chuckle Real. with it, but it's true. How many brands do you see that post these things because their email server said the best time to send it was at two in the morning because they'd get the best deliverability. But at the end of the day, I wake up in the morning and I got 40, 40 messages to go buy something. I highlight all of them and hit delete and and you never even saw yeah. the message.
1: I, I, I could guarantee you if I woke up in the middle of the night to check a message at two in the morning for a date night
0: dinner promo, I'm not going on date night that night. I promise you, you wouldn't. But um, but these are the things that people don't consider when they do these things. They don't consider what their message is. They don't consider who they're messaging to. Segment those customers and have that customer avatar. Because you know what, to me, they know the data of who I am. They know every single time I go into this brand, I order these things. Why not make sure that, Hey, it's been a while since you since you've been here. Come in and and get these things. And and the brands that do that successfully, it's amazing. They're top of mind. And I think that's what marketing ends up helping people achieve an objective that they wanted anyway, is what to me, I define marketing as they're trying to achieve a result at a as a restaurant to feed somebody to feed their family, helping them achieve it through your brand is what marketing is going to create that awareness to do.
1: Yeah, when you you talked about being present, that one to me uh, rang pretty true because so it was you know, I was watching um, just kind of scrolling through LinkedIn. and I saw a video of uh, Greg Majewski from Craveworthy Brands. He was mm-hmm. uh, at a festival, and it was a video that they had made, and he was, I think he was uh, cooking up the fries or he was doing something with a fryer, and it could have been fried dough or something. But um, it, it was like, man, this is a solid leader who's like present with his team. And he understands like, he understands the business, but he also is getting out there with his customers to engage with them and better understand them. And that yep. to me is, is is awesome from a leadership perspective.
0: Well, and there's a whole show on NBC called Undercover Boss because they don't ever yeah. get down to a place where they can do that. Jeff Alexander does it. I know In-N-Out has a, has a founder's day where every single home office employee has to be down in the stores working for mm-hmm. at least one day, if not two days a year, even if I'm in payroll or I'm, you know what? Too few people actually understand what it takes to make these things happen. You know, again, Jeff Alexander did it. He was in that same, him and him and Greg were going back and forth uh, from uh, uh, WowBow. Um, he does, he does the same thing. They're out with their customers, understanding what it is that they need. Undercover bosses. this whole job of you going and doing the job to understand what your employees are dealing with and what your customers are dealing with. And at the end of the day, if we just did it more often on a regular basis, we probably would figure out and solve some problems before they became a problem.
1: Like 100% we're kind of coming up toward the end here. I did have one more, uh, question for you, Jeremy, I. I like to ask the guests, you know, if they could give a, a shout out to someone that they know is doing something really cool or really interesting or effective uh, in the space. Who would you who would you like to call out?
0: So um, the guy with the best hair in the business, uh, Zach Oates oh. um, from Ovation. Uh, sorry, Justin, I I I, okay. I know that uh, the hair is an important part of the uh, of the of the uniform every day, but uh, <laughs> I, I think you've had Zach. I know you know Zach. Yeah. He is fantastic. The product that they have is awesome. Um, you know, but he's one of those guys in the restaurant industry that I think is way underutilized. And I think the more mm-hmm. people that learn about what he's doing, because the ways that guest engagement has done, been done in the past has been done so unilateral and one directional, and it's not necessarily an engagement platform that can help do those things. There's so much that him and his team have been able to do that every time I watch them present or every time I talk with him or his team, I'm just blown away. So he's, he's one that I'd love to have a shout out, not just because he has the best hair in the business, but, uh, but, you know, lots of other reasons there.
1: We will try, but yeah, we'll never get there. Yeah. Um, you, you,
0: and, and so you, we should probably post in the, uh, in the article that, you know, just a picture of just his hair, like his you know, just the very top there. So that's right. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, uh, what I, what I really admire about Zach is his ability to, he, like, he fully understands the industry, the business, mm-hmm. various aspects of the business. Yes. He focuses on, you know, the customer experience, but he gets it all. And I think that, um, he just has really good sound advice.
0: And I've seen, ton, I've, all of us have seen tons of content he's put out there. It's
1: all great. Yep. Valuable.
0: Yeah, no. And, and if you, and the, the thing I say about him, and I know some of his team members as well, he's the real deal. He's this guy. Mm-hmm. I had dinner with him this past March. Um, he happened to join us for, uh, um, at a conference. And you know how it took place, he ended up sitting next to me. And he and I talked. And he's the real deal. He's just he truly believes in the guest experience being paramount to ensuring that that people get what they need and being able to engage with those people. And that's part of being present even. I mean, back to the presence is is he's now asking his customers what they say and then forcing response. Not forcing response in a in a bad way, but ensuring that customers get the response they need so that they can take action to solve the problems. One hundred
1: percent. Jeremy you know, before the show you had sent over a couple quick nuggets about yourself. And I know you, And know you got the kiddos and, and stuff, but the, the hiking thing seemed really interesting to me. I guess you hiked the GMT for eight
0: days. I did. I did. So, um, it's, it's one of my favorite stories. And my wife was eight months pregnant when I, when I did it with our fourth. So that was, uh, that was a thing too to, to get the approval, uh, maybe seven months pregnant, but it still was, um, with our fourth. And so I had a customer um, who had been at a brand for a really long time and they opened up a, um, they opened up a sabbatical program where Mm. you could apply for a certain amount of time off. And, and he happened to be a good friend of mine was in my wedding. um, uh, And, you know, was a good friend of mine, still is a good friend of mine. And, um, and he and I were just talking one day and he's like, Oh, we got the sabbatical program. I'm applying. Um, I said, well, what are you going to do with it? And he goes, you know, I'm going to go hike the GMT. And I'm like, Okay. So for those that are unfamiliar with hiking, the JMT is John Muir Trail. It's in California. It goes through the Sierra Nevadas. It's fantastic. Um, it's like 260 miles, 280 miles, something like that. And it uh, ultimately finalizes at the end if you go north to south at the highest peak in the continental U.S., um, uh, Mount Whitney. And so he and I are talking one day and he, he, had, he was applying for this sabbatical and he had watched this movie um, that was put together by a bunch of hikers called Mile, Mile and a Half if you haven't, if you're a hiker and you haven't seen that movie, it's fantastic. It's a group of videographers that document the entire JMT, a whole 270 miles or whatever it is. And he goes, I fell in love with it. And, um, and so he, he's like, my wife and I are going to go do this. I said, okay. I said, can I tag along? And he's like, absolutely. And then he's one of those guys that once he dives, he dives to the deepest end of the pool. And so every day for the next six months, when we're applying for the application to hike the trail he's sending me gear he's sending me training routines he's sending me you've got to do this and you got to do that you got to read this book you got to and so like it became all consuming for a while but I can tell you that the amount of experience I had in that seven days I I hiked just about 80 miles over a seven-day window I was gone for eight but I hiked actually for seven days first day we drove in slept um, to get acclimated to the uh, to the altitude and then I hiked from Yosemite to Mammoth. So any of you guys that know California, Yosemite Valley is, you know, one of the most gorgeous places in the world. And I hiked for seven days through to Mammoth. And then um, that's where I'd parked my car, walked to my car, got in my car and drove home.
1: I was distracted candidly. And I was looking at the the thing I was going to put on the screen next. And all I heard was you got there and you drove home. I yeah. you didn't do the hike.
0: i i got I got to my car. no, 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 it was it was incredible that's cool. uh, you know um hiking through Ansel Adams wilderness, you know, if you're familiar yeah. with the photographer Ansel Adams, yeah. he's got a whole like wilderness that's probably two days of it. We would hike up these we would stay in the valley, we'd hike up to fourteen thousand feet and hike back down, stay in the valley, everything on our back, nothing carrying with us, nobody it was the three of us. We sent food ahead to these post offices. He ended up hiking the entire John Muir trail, um, took about 24 days, 25 days, the 260, 280 miles ended up summiting Whitney. He ended up having me for the first half and another buddy came and met him for the last seven days and he hiked the last seven days with him. And, um, but yeah, it's a story that I, that I still tell people. And it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Boy,
1: listening and now watching, you're going to want to check out the, uh, the video cause I'm showing now, uh, a picture of Jeremy. On the JMT, although it's not quite the JMT, and it's not quite Jeremy. But yeah. uh, I wanted to create a Pixar version with uh, with AI, just because Jeremy's got the kiddos. I thought they might appreciate that.
0: I love that. I love that. Uh, that might be my new profile picture that I got that I got a user on LinkedIn or, or at least on uh, TikTok or Instagram at some point.
1: It's pretty cool. You know, it's it's funny. Like AI typically messes up hands and faces, mm-hmm. but. This one is pretty dang close. That's in pretty, darn, that's pretty yeah. darn
0: good, dude. I, I need to, I need you to go download that and send it my way because uh, oh, the they may show up in our family group chat too. Or my this kids is will tell you you are making fun of me.
1: This is, uh, this is as good as an NFT without the value, but you're the only one with it. So <laughs> Yeah, because nobody me.
0: wants nobody really wants a picture of me hiking through the Swiss Alps, that's for sure.
1: That's right. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, if you want, as we kind of sign off, why don't you tell listeners where to follow you?
0: Yeah. Um, you want to know about the the business and the technology stack, uh, cbsnorstar.com You want to learn more about restaurant technology in all of its forms, uh, restauranttechnologyguys.com. I'm pretty active as you and I talk about uh, on LinkedIn. Um, so you can find me there. If you just search Jeremy Julian, my cell phone number shows up. I'd love to engage with you and see what I can do to help you out.
1: Awesome. Yeah, definitely. If you, if you're not in touch with Jeremy, get in touch with him, follow him. He's got awesome advice, great content. Follow the restaurant technology guys podcast. Like you said, the blog, it's incredible. Um, if you, um, uh, and if you have any, you know, any questions with relations to the business restaurant technology, Jeremy is the guy. Um, thanks yeah, but- again, Jeremy loved having you on the show.
0: Thanks for having me, and uh, can't wait to uh, to get out there and share it and see what uh, see what people think, even about my NFT or my uh, my uh, my Swiss Alps picture. So
1: we'll get it out there. And for you listening, thanks for joining us. As always, thanks for joining us in the Local Marketing Lab. This podcast was sponsored by Evocalize. To learn more about how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize, that's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E and on X at Evocalize, Inc. And remember, keep innovating and testing new things. You'll never know what connects with your customers best unless you try. Until next time, thanks for listening.